You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So what I say, Sid Talk, is thank God for Audacity Recovery Utility. Agreed. If you um, record... And your knowledge of it. If you record a podcast and you... You, if you record a podcast, you probably use Audacity to record it, because most people do. Um, it is prone to crashing, um, and it usually crashes right at the very end when you've finished your podcast and you press save, and then it just locks up. Well, normally if that happens, you're screwed, because Audacity, the next time you open it, just deletes all the temporary files. But if you get a tool called Audacity Recovery Utility, just Google it, um, you can rescue your failed and podcast. How, why are you discussing this because last week it crashed right at the very end uh, and the week we like immediately when we stopped talking and you click the thing you go oh shit <laughs> so and then i looked over and it's all grayed out and it has like the error thing like you have to close this program now and i was like oh we'll and do af- it again and after that mishap a couple of weeks ago where we had to re-record the podcast because of my sort of yeah. lay editing skills I was like, oh no, we don't we don't need to do this again. Because one time we did record a whole podcast again, didn't we? Uh, we recorded it three times, actually. Annoying. So, Audacity Recovery Utility, if you do a podcast and you your computer crashes... Well, it's not the computer crashes, no. it's just Audacity, because most programs don't. Anyway. And it was not our before-the-after-the-show discussion, though. Our before-the-after-the-show discussion was, in brief, about I was your fear... say in brief, because we did talk about it Your fear of computing becoming much more dummied down and our inevitable idiocracy culture. That was the... And that lasts about an hour and a half. We will all turn into vegetables at some point. We won't! We'll be banging our heads against the wall. Your point of view <laughs> is from a specific area <laughs> that isn't accurate. <laughs> like Kate, like Kate. Not everyone needs to... Like, I don't know how to fix my car to drive my car. That doesn't make me dumb. People don't need to know how to tinker with their computer to use their computer. But do, we, do, you want, do you want the technology to advance so you don't have to even drive your car? You just sit in it. What do you mean? It drives itself. I wasn't talking about that specifically. What I'm saying is there's another league, uh, you know, move into dumbing things down. Well, people used to not have refrigerators to chill their food, so they had to find another way. But now we take advantage of that, don't we? We do. People didn't used to have printing presses, so they had to write, handwrite every single book that was ever made before the printing press. We, um, you know. Some technology improvements are good. Some are dummying us down. And yet, all the while, if you just get be productive with what you're doing... What I say is we don't need dummying down. We're already listening to... Right, but just because someone doesn't want to tinker with and upgrade every little capacitor in their computer... I'm talking about in life in general. We don't need... Oh, I know, but you were using that as your fear. And because I want to just get to what I'm doing on my computer, I don't care about the speed or the upgrades or the tinkering. I just want want to use it. So your point of view is from the back door. Everybody's, yeah, I'm just saying everybody's um, focus is to make things all very simple and simpler. I disagree. All the time, it's making it productive. I want to be able to edit my images. So I don't want to be able. I don't don't want the car to drive me. I don't want the to not have to deal with a clerk in the supermarket because it's all automatic. Oh, I'm happy to not deal with the clerk in the store. I like I like my self checkout. I don't want to have a ID chip 
in me because after you know what I mean why not I just don't it's just not necessary I disagree I would love to have something on me or in me that when I walk through the store I could just swipe my hand and but but now a lot of people go oh but then Big Brother's gonna start controlling you or some shit tracking you just take that from you by scanning you like cut my hand out no just scan you when you walk past if that can scan you they'll scan you alright so that's enough of that um, moving on <laughs> oh to... thanks that's a very dismissive tone there but that's well, there, fine there was, it wasn't I know what you're saying so uh, Sunday it's Sunday September the 4th 2011 this is after the show number 188 the movie we're looking at this week is Win Win on Blu-ray this is a 2011 movie uh, released on Blu-ray on the 23rd of August 2011 it's rated R, which um, is surprising to me. Another surprising one, because it didn't feel like an R-rated movie. Um, and the, tag, <coughs> the tagline is, In the game of life, you can't lose them all. Yes. And this is uh, from our friends at Fox. Do you, do you agree about the R-rated movie? Felt like a PG movie. Probably language, that's all. Not a lot of language in it, though. I know, but if you have the right number of F-words, you get an R rating. Um, so you're going to tell us what this movie's all about. Hmm. A middle-aged man with a family, struggling with his law practice, needs some cash. Good guy, comes across an opportunity that can be hidden and he can still make not a, just a tiny bit of money. He does this, and we all know it's an, an immoral kind of choice. And then other circumstances come around. A young boy, for, you know, 16 years old, coming of age. You know, it's just a intermingled, interpersonal relationship movie. That's what I think it is. With wrestling. Mm-hmm. Greek, 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 Greco-Roman. Greco-wrestling. That's just a tool in the movie. But Correct. Yes, it is featured. High school wrestling. Not not wrestling like... Raw! Wrestling like leotard thing. <laughs> Boys with headgear and walling around on each other. That's very... I actually saw the trailer for this movie, and you might have done mm-hmm. as well, several months ago. And I wasn't sure what to think, apart from the fact that it said, um, from the creator of The Station Agent, which I really love. Uh, so I didn't know how to feel about it. I didn't know what it... I knew, kind of got the vibe of it, but I didn't know whether it was going to be any good. But, I will say, it was good. Very good. It, it's one of those um, small movies like that, I, like Juno or... A, that I've enjoyed in the past. You know, the even the um, Welcome to the Rileys yep. or... You know, it's a comedy, but it's also a drama and a... Interpersonal Emotional kind of... Uh, it's, got all, it's got everything, really. Yeah. It's very... What I really, really liked about it is, and this is to do with uh, not only the script, but the performances, is everything was super believable to me. Like, there was no, like... Hollywoody, uh, over the top kind of like I, Paul Giamatti's character, he just felt like a guy, and and his wife was perfect as a you know it just all. Um, those I agree with those, but plot points such as getting a teenager who's not your child over whom you have no guardianship whatsoever into a high school is actually impossible. There is no way that I can just take any teenager, even if you're a, a teacher. No, absolutely not. Because I, you have to be a parent or a legal guardian. So that part... You no, know, those little things... But those are little things. It's just... It had to move along and we needed to uncomplicate things. 
that kind of stuff. Well, was the people. I was getting more. I don't know about that, but the people. I uh, everybody seemed very realistic to me. Like, yes, just react. You know, um, relationships with each other. Things they said didn't sound like they were forced. Agree. They, they took. They took a lot of time to um, just sit down and have uh, chats with like he has chats with his friend or, or he goes running with his friend or he talks to his wife it, it takes its time with stuff and doesn't kind of rush like some Hollywood movies where they just kind of like point 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 and they just kind of not you define these Hollywood movies you always refer to uh, meet the fuckers or um, but this is made in Hollywood right right but this is more Hollywood. of an indie type low budget Unfortunately, this completely tanked at the box office. Nobody, it only made ten million dollars total. How which much did it cost? It couldn't cost much. It cost, I think, it said twenty-five or thirty. Um, Seems impossible, really. When you it think does, about but it. You, movies seem to cost more than they, you know. Seriously, how could that movie have cost thirty million dollars? Who knows? Uh, it's just salaries and, and you know, wow. People have big salaries these days, right? In movies. True, um, and there are some star. There is some star power in here, uh, but it's the kind of movie I really like. I, like I was saying, like Juno. It's it's on the low bra- on the lowdown. The movie, like it's like just, I've said it before. It's kind of cliched, like a slice of life. You're just sat in a room with some people, and stuff's going on, and you're just experiencing it. It's not overtly. There's no action-packed scenes. In right. Fa- I mean, there is kind of in this one because of the wrestling. Yeah. But, it, but the wrestling's not a big deal. It's just, like you say, it's just something that the boy does. So it, Well, that's not what the writers say about it, but... No, but to me it's not. I mean, and... They're actually using it as a metaphor for life. But, I, but it if doesn't... it's no big deal to you. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I don't mean that. I mean, the wrestling is not the movie. It's not I mean, magic If you look at the cover and magic. see, oh, there's a kid in a wrestling outfit, it's not... It doesn't... It's not it's Karate Kid, where you've got a constant... Um, which I mentioned. Matches of No, battling. it doesn't hinge on the wrestling either. It hinges on the relationships, which is... And I... You know, there's a few plots going on in the movie. Yeah. A subplot and another plot. And they're all not... I mean, none of them seem out of place. No, no, I agree. Because one ties into his job. There's moral things, like you say, a moral, a moral choice plot... And then there's also, you know, them being, having this kid with them, who's not their kid, who's at a certain age, who could be, you know, it's a difficult... Yeah, you're teetering on, is he going to be dangerous? Is he going to be unmanageable? They don't really know anything about him, and right. they take him in selflessly, um, and, it, you know, it's it's really interesting. And touching as well, I, th- I, thought, mm-hmm. I thought, because, you know, this kid's also troubled. He has a shitty life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and, you know, it's not laugh out loud funny all the time. It's not that kind of movie. No, it's just... But it is funny. Inner chuckle, kind of. I laughed a lot, actually. But not, it's the, it's the, you know... It's, it's not meet the fuckers. I find it more, it's more drama <laughs> than comedy. Not com- that that's funny, but... <laughs> no, that's not funny. Um, it's more drama than comedy, right? You you have to. I think you have to like. You these. laughed more at Paul than you did than you would have at this. I mean, it's not that kind of comedy, is what I'm saying. No, but 
but funnily enough, I would rather watch this kind of movie oh, than sure. Paul uh, any day, like because this is more my cup of tea. Because it is with the comedy, there's a lot of drama, which I like. I prefer drama, to be honest. Like especially this kind of realistic, you yeah, know, yeah. interesting. And this is an interesting. Uh, it's not like any. I mean, I've seen movies like this before, but this is. I'm, I don't think I ever seen a wrestling movie like them guys say. I mean, a kids yeah. wrestling, and it is a funny thing to watch. Yes, it's a it's a very bizarre sport to me. Especially the first time you see it and they're doing that weird drill where they're going around in circles. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like, it just looks hilarious. He's like, what the hell are they even doing? I mean, it um, seems very strategic. Like, a very smart... A thing where you really need to, you know... Yeah, it's not WWE wrestling. No, no. It's, it's, it's wrestling wrestling. Pinning people down. It's not jumping off things and slapping them with a... With a it's, it's the... Right. Olympic style wrestling. Yeah, exactly. The... Kind of serious wrestling, I like to say. It's like a puzzle game. You get someone get you in an entanglement. You have to figure out how to get out. And And, uh, yeah, that is a metaphor for life. The um, exactly, especially the uh, speech where he asks him, you know, what do you think of when you're in the when you're wrestling? Right. What his reply, which I'm not going to say because it kind of is actually a metaphor for life. So correct. um, So did you find it funny? Uh, I mean, what did you get? (laughs) What not funny? What did you get from it? Just this, like, um, actually, it might have changed my view of some things because it's very, it eases you into the idea of giving someone a second chance who's made a choice that is abhorrent to you. I mean, immoral nasty if you saw it in a news story from a distance you'd think what an asshole what a fucker why nobody should love that person or be involved with that person or forgive that person if you believe in forgiveness none of that and yet you look at it from this sort of angle it's fictional yes but it also like you said you feel like you you get it he's in a position where he can and does makes this one choice and you you want to hate him, but then you look at the whole of it, and you're like, okay, if everyone's willing to give him another chance, even the kid, the kids obviously had anger issues, you know, the father who's in question, who's the mental, has got a problem, one of his clients who's an older man who's got issues, it's Polly, isn't it, from uh, Rocky, (laughs) right? He's got issues with the daughter, the daughter, and all we see of him as is this sort of charming dementia dude. But she's like, he's an, he's he was a horrible father, right? So we've got to get over the idea that this nep- this grandson can now give the grandpa a chance, even though he probably was a shitty father. When mother, you when you say we're looking at this from a view of uh, who who are you actually talking about? The mother? No, me. Oh no, you said. Um, about uh, the opposite side of someone who looks apparent from uh, looks like an asshole. Right, because if I'm you're talking about the at, mother, if no, the him, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Oh, really? Yeah. So I get to see it different. Yeah, because he's made a choice that is. See, the choice to me unforgivable, really, when you think it, about it's it. It's kind of a, see to me, it's a shitty choice, but the reasons behind it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm now looking at it from right. a different point of view because... Because I see the reasons behind it, which I'm not going to spoil. Right. As being absolutely honorable and... But they're not. Because no. you, never, you never should make a choice like that. But my cut and dry thing is, well, then you're just an asshole. Well, then 
And this guy's far life. from being an asshole. Sure, of course. I mean, he's actually a very good guy. And then the grandfather is a person who we didn't know who could have been a horrible person. And yet all we see now is the end of him. And he's kind of a doddering old fool. Charming and kind of sweet. We see only see the grandson, the kid who comes to live with him, as this sort of like cool, quiet, motivated person. But then we get glimpses of what there could be trouble behind that calm exterior. The mother, we only see her as sort of a nice, charming young woman. But we are given hints that she's a horrible mother. And so there's always the other side of a person. And I yeah. think that's what I got out of it. I think that is exactly what it was trying to convey, right? Everybody has this other... Correct. Even his friend... Yeah, exactly. Who is, I was just going to say. Who, his wife... You know, he's having a bad relationship with his wife. And his wife's... The, the glimpses we see where he's mad at what's happening... There's two sides to him. Exactly. He's this fun-loving guy, but he's also got this this horrible... This edge to him, that, that sport-loving, yeah, let's go, man, kind I'm, of thing. I'm this horrible... Like, and yet he's the best friend. He's super supportive. He's right there with you. He's He sees things that, you know, so... I got, it's a life thing. It's a life movie that some people wrote it, right? Some dudes sat in a room and wrote it from perspective of their life. And it's an honest look, I think, at a lot of things about life. It's really good. It's one of the ones where you'll think about it afterwards, too. And there's a lot of... It also reminded me, there are some people in life that you can throw away. If you're done with their bullshit, and you there is no more forgiving, quote-unquote, and there is no more looking the other way, or giving another chance, you know who I'm talking about, The it's fine to get them out of your life. You don't have to constantly be making amends with people either. So it's both things, you know. I think one of my favorite scenes what came across really good is um, when they've had this kid for a little while and they realize that they're going to have to keep him for a bit longer. And they're having a discussion between themselves, the uh, husband and the wife. And uh, they kind of, they both want to keep this kid. But they also have this attitude of like, we can't have somebody else's kid. But the way they say it to each other is perfect. It's like, um... Because they both want him. Yeah, yeah, of course. But they have to say it in this... They're talking to each other in this way of, like, how they originally were. Like, we can't take somebody else's kid and, like... We, we don't have the money enough. and we don't have the... Inter- but they the- really want this kid. Yeah, of course. I mean, they've figured out that this kid's actually a nice kid and, you know, he can be worked with. Right. If you get what I mean. He just needs some support, doesn't he? That's right. what he needs. Um, I love that scene because... <laughs> there was no misunderstanding between them but they were acting they were acting one way but inside they both feel another way right but you felt the whole thing I, I, that was my favorite scene because in life if some for some reason we were handed the responsibility for a short time to have a stranger a teenager who we don't know to come into our lives but then you get there's all kinds you, of feelings you get like, a protective thing all of a sudden for them but you know the practical side of it, and is it dangerous? Is it smart? Is it expensive? And then, but your heart just sometimes, you know, it's not sappy though at all to me. I mean, you're a dude. I don't know, y'all don't have any hearts or souls. But did you say that this is too sappy? What do you mean by sappy? Emotional. Yeah, it's not like Steel Magnolias or something where it's constantly. No, because it's always got this asshole. comedy edge to There's it. There's an arm's length. Of some dis, you know, you have some. It's not like from trust the- from last day. Right, no. I mean, no. it's not like you're going to no. be sat there crying or anything. No, no, no. Well, I cried. Did you? Of, yeah. 
there were some good scenes, emotional yeah. scenes. But what I'm saying is, it's it's it always has this comedy edge. Even has a montage at one point, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah. To a bon jo- uh, John Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I I really liked it. I don't know how anybody couldn't like it. It's like so. It makes you feel good. It's exactly. Like a, it's one of those, isn't it? It's, I mean, there are parts where you don't feel so good, but in general, it's like a light, breezy kind of. It's like life. It's a little bit complicated. He even mentions about things. Yeah. In fact, that's that's the father's explanation for most things. It's, it's, it's complicated. Right. And and the kid, every time that's said to him, I think it's been said to him before, kind of has that look of, like, why does nobody explain... Like, why is that just the answer to kids? Like, it's com- when you ask about real-life things. It means I don't understand either. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, yeah. It means I don't even have the answer, so... Um, so yeah, I, that should actually be the tagline about it. it's complicated because he does say it. Um, but yeah, I think I only noticed it twice. But no, he said it a few times. It could have at least been four. And um, I'm not taking your word for it. I could actually name the scenes, but I won't because it's boring. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a feel good movie, isn't it? Um. I think, I think it it's is. more of a thinker, thinking movie than a feel-good movie. I mean, it's not um, Whip It. It's affirming. In Even though Whip It is a similar movie in, in, in ways, um, mm. you know, with the drama, rela- you know, uh, real st- and Juno, with the real story, with a hint of comedy. Similar types of movies. This one... I feel is more thoughtful than even yeah. those two, you know, because it's not... It doesn't ever... And, like, Welcome to the Rileys, like you said, has a... Uh, you know, there's some hurt and stuff in these people, and yet it's not as deep and dark as Magnolia. You know what I mean? You're kind of, they're kind of striking a balance of not too heavy, not too light. But these are my um, favorite types of movies, these kind of low-budget, just normal life people. sound pe- like low-budget. <laughs> normal life people, um, you know, going about the business, interesting story type of... They are my favorite kind of movies, for sure. And because you don't know what to expect from them when exactly. you go into them. I mean, you might know it's about wrestling or some kids in a high school at some point. Or like the station agent. You don't know. Yeah, what but this the... was far by, even from that trailer, this, there's a lot more to this than I expected. You know? Oh, Layers yeah. of relationships. And some really, there are some really funny moments, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Especially when he goes jogging. <laughs> yes. <That was> really <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's go on to the cast here. Um, we've got Paul Giamatti as uh, Mike Flaherty. It's Paul Giamatti. He's awesome, Paul Giamatti. He's um, one of my favourite actors. Really is, like. And in this, he... I didn't change my mind in any way. No, no. He's subtle. He's real to me. Like, every character he is, even if it's an over-the-top character, like a bad guy or something, I get behind him because he just plays it on the download. He does. I don't even know if he's... Sometimes I don't even know if he's acting. (laughs) So that's good, right? I mean... Like it seems effortless. Like he's to him. channeling it. But it's like effortless. Like he, like he's that guy. He's a lawyer. He's sat in the chair. He's the whole thing. Right. The mannerisms, the way he is. I buy he's that guy, not Paul Giamatti. I, I kind of throw that out of the window quickly. Um, totally bought the relationship between he and the wife, one hundred percent. Yeah, and talking to the wife, Amy Ryan, who's fast becoming another one of my favorites, to be honest. Since um, Gone Baby Gone, and The Office. Not the office, really. I'm just saying. Was she in the town? 
don't think so. She's in something else we watched after Gone Baby Gone. I really loved her in that too. But yeah, I she's another one who can play like on the down low. It's like a re- realistic Absolutely. And this version. one she is brilliant to me. Cause yeah, because there's a lot of... Uh, she's multifaceted, as they say. She, she's like, um, you know, they're a church-going family you see at one point. But she's quite harsh with her judgments when sometimes maybe she shouldn't be. Oh, no, I think she was totally justified. I mean, she's justified, but... You know, she thinks she she's going to beat the quick. shit out of this mother, and I'm yeah. going to beat the shit out of whatever. And he's like, "I don't think beating the yeah. shit out of everyone is the solution." She goes, "Well, that's how I feel right now." Actually, I think he, it is. <laughs> actually, thinking of his character, him, he um, is the voice of reason to a lot of people. Yes, exactly. exactly. He, he calms people down. He says, "Look, you can't act like that." He like says to it to his friend. friend. He says that, it yeah. to his yeah, his, his kids at the yep. At the, you know, he was coaching the wrestling for. So yeah, he's very. Compassionate. So you feel like he's getting, he's stuffing down a lot of other people's emotions and his own emotions. He's having some stress issues, you know. So when he does sort of blow his cork a couple of times, and it's then, appropriate. And then we've got Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale? Cannavale, that's what it is. As Terry Delfino, he's the friend. And he's, if, if you recognize him, he's the guy from the station agent. The fr- He turns out to be the friend of theirs. Uh, he's really good. I, I really good. You don't see him in a lot of stuff. In fact, I can't think of anything between those two that I've seen him in. It's probably something, but yeah, I really like him. No, I like he, his style. I like the character, even though you, you get the hint of maybe assholery there a little bit. Well, but, that's the idea. But of that he's character. a loyal friend who's having issues of his own, and it's a good it's a good relationship. I really liked it. Um, and he's a bit, you know, that his character is a bit self aware and um, overly kind of made up and stuff he he seems a product of things that's, oh yeah that's what i get of yeah. Him, yeah you know what i mean like he's like his little bachelor pad it's so yeah. bachelor pad yeah you know with it's the black what, furniture and the big exactly TV what you would think and, yeah. of it you know you're playing the wii yeah the wii got a couple uh, yeah, the nintendo wii got a couple of um and perfectly appropriate yeah, i perfect. felt like it was 100 percent right i mean i mean it might be product placement when somebody says what are you doing here and he says i'm playing nintendo golf on the wii you know, that might have been a money deal. He said we golf, but yeah. But he still said it and showed it. That's probably a money deal, as we know in this day and age. Yeah, but it was totally right. Yeah, I mean, it was. it was completely believable that in the basement of a family, they would have the Wii, where the teenage boys are playing. And the, and the fact that the teenage Star boys Wars were game. playing um, Star Wars, and then that Star Wars came into the plot sure. as well. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it did work perfectly. Um, so, yeah, product placement, but well done. Yeah. Not like Transformers. I didn't think of it as private placement, to be honest. It was just real life. Not like still. Transformers, where somebody's drinking went, out of a Pepsi can and they close in on the Pepsi when can. When I went to my cousin's, well, my first cousin's daughter's graduation party, they have a big TV in their living room, and later in the afternoon, two teenage boys went over to it, turned on the Wii, and started playing a Wii Resort. Like, I mean, that's how it works in any house. I know what I'm saying it's not. A, it doesn't seem like product placement to me, so I'm not jaded so much. It kind of does to me always, but if somebody ever says, well, they can't say it's the Z, it's not all, the Wii. This, <laughs> this week on something I watched, they were showing you how it was, it was something on TV. What the TV was on in there, it was showing you how product placement is seeping into um, television, and there was. And I've never seen anything anything like this, but there was like a sitcom or something, like 30 Rock or something, where a guy walks in with Subway sandwiches 
on his arm. Very, he's holding them like a delivery boy with Subway Summit and this, you know, Subway, Subway, Subway. And he actually comes in and says to the guy, "I've brought, I've brought you a Subway," and mentions the name of the sound. It's very, and I was like, "Are they being funny there?" But the guy was like, "No, this is like how." Oh, but you weren't watching the show, so you don't know. What well, the that's what the, was. it was on CNN. The guy was talking about how product placement is getting now into shows, and this particular show, what it was, it was horrible. I was like, "Really? Have we stooped that low? We have to do that now." Why is it horrible if the people are going to eat some sandwiches? It just looked. It's really <laughs> fake, very false. Oh, right. Like I'd have to see it to see the context, though. But. I know what you're saying. It didn't show you the context. That's what I'm saying. But the, what the guy said, I just had to take his word for it, was um, that this is this is how product placement is these days. And I don't watch sitcoms and stuff, but they'll walk in and say, "Do you want a sub long? Do you want a subway foot long?" And have it very presented. It's not like you know, me and you grab a subway and we get our hands over the paper and stuff. Well, they make right, right. You know, they can't put their hand over the logo, and it's very. You know, even Curb Your Enthusiasm is uh, guilty of it because they did Pinkberry ad. Pink, Pinkberry's blew up in the last two weeks. Uh, literally, right? How do you... Oh, you look that stuff up? No, I, a lot of people are follow on Twitter and uh, obviously a lot of people watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. They were like, where can we get that Pinkberry? I, saw, I kept seeing that over a over course of a week. And I was like... It's on HBO. Why would they have advertising? I guess it funds the show and it makes when they get the show made. I mean, why does he drive a Prius? You know, Prius probably sponsor that too, you know. But it's HBO. It's already paid for. Yeah, but paid for by who? People who subscribe to HBO. Right, but I don't think that's where it all comes from. I think it comes from, you know. And then I look Pinkberry, because I just said to you, I don't know what Pinkberry is. I look Pinkberry up and it's a very famous chain of um, ice cream slash frozen yogurt things. Um, never heard of it, but there you go. It planted it in me. I know what it is now, right? Just from seeing Larry David eat, eat a Pinkberry. Like, it's just right in there, isn't it now? But anyway, off topic. So, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor plays Stephen Vigman. He's been around forever, man. I've watched Three's Company reruns late at night, and he is on... I feel like I know him, but... I oh, know. yeah, he's anonymous famous, totally. Right. Because he's been in so many things... And he's often the similar type of character. A little bit awkward, a little bit um, poor me-ish, but he plays an assistant coach to Giamatti's coaching for the wrestling and team. And he's not in it a ton. He's in it a little bit. No, but he's, you know, it's impactful because you can tell there's been a relationship built there and, you know, but and then, I like him. And then Alex uh, Schaffer plays Kyle and he's... Um, the kid in the movie who's actually it's his first acting role and he was actually a wrestler. And they wanted a kid who was really a wrestler because it's hard to fake wrestling. That's what they were right. saying. Like, you can't get an actor and make them be a wrestler very quickly. And his acting is per- perfect teenage boy. I mean, there's no there's no hint of anything it to me. It doesn't feel... Um, acted at all. But there again, nothing feels acted in this movie. Nah. That, and that's the I'm thing. I'm saying for the first time. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was easy to act alongside somebody like Paul Giamatti sure. who doesn't seem Plus, like they're acting. He's a teenage boy... He's angry at his mother. He's growing up. He's hanging out with some new dudes. He's had a troubled past. And almost any teenage person can identify with that, you know, so. Yeah. Plus, he was injured. That's why he's not a wrestler anymore and probably had enough, Yeah. you know. And he gets to do some wrestling scenes here. And you can yeah. tell he's a natural wrestler. Absolutely. Because, I mean, oh, as soon as he goes into the stance, like. 
he he's fluid. Like yeah. he goes down and up and down and up and around. I was just like, uh, as a, I've never moved that way before in my life. That's amazing. So this is directed by Thomas McCarthy, who was famous for The Station Agent, which is a movie I would highly recommend. What else? Because he looked really familiar. Uh, he's also they did the he, he's done three films: Station Agent, The Visitor, and this one. I never saw The Visitor. I've seen him before. Did we watch extras on the station agent? Yeah. Has we, he been an actor before, maybe? I don't he know. Because seems really familiar. But we did uh, watch the extras on the station agent, so we would have seen him then. But that yeah. was literally ten years ago. Uh, station agent's an awesome film. It is. Yeah. As awesome as this one is. I mean, he's got I a good... I agree. So now I want to see The Visitor, whatever that is. <laughs> um, so good direction, I think. Definitely makes the most of... Um, you know, it's a pretty... Like Trust, what we saw the other week. It's because it has to be real. It has to, you have to believe it, and it can't have no fancy gimmicks, spinning Correct. cameras and stuff. It has to Correct. just be matter of fact. And he keeps to that. You know, it, it's I think is a good way of doing it. It's about relationships with people and communicating with each other, and that's what they do. <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he does that in the station agent also. Station agent has some really gorgeous shots, though. I got to say, member of the train mm-hmm. station and the. Um, but yeah, the tra- station agent is a very similar movie because it's on the lowdown the entire time. It's just some people who meet and there's a situation, and it's not really a situation. It's just hanging out and uh, <laughs> well, and experiencing life together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like a big deal. There's n- there's no big no explosions just, or no. naked women falling out of the sky or. So um, moving on to the Blu-ray, uh, excellent transfer, I have to say. Uh, good sound, all that stuff. But then again, it's a comedy. So I mean, it's a talky-talky type of movie. So. Um, oh, it's got a horrible picture of Paul Giamatti on the back. In fact, both of those look like they've been messed with. Have they been messed with? Okay, seeing without my glasses. Hold on. Let me get my reading glasses. Sometimes they mess with... Sometimes they, they look a bit messed with. They're just smoothed out a bit, I think, is all. I hate it when they do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> like, what's wrong, what's, what's wrong with the still from the film when they're doing that? I have to admit, in 100 years, if someone digs up a hard drive somewhere with pictures of me on it, they're not going to find a lot of blemishes or double chins, because I do my own editing, so no, I, but, I get No, I mean, it. We, just, we just... You watch the entire movie and see them in their natural state. Why do we need them pampering up Glossed up, up a bit. Yeah, so um, this does feature some extras. Um, it features deleted scenes, which there's just two. Yeah. They're not... Nothing. Not even that. <laughs> no. The second one's nothing. The, li- no. the second yeah. one's literally nothing. Um, there's a Tom McCarthy and Joe Taboni discuss win-win. It's the I like actor, that one. Uh, the director and the writer. Just having director, a Director, writer, and his friend. You know the guy who does the camera him. work? He needs to stop it. What camera work? On that documentary. Like zooming in and zooming out. Zooming in, zooming out. Go yeah. black and white. Go color. Go black and white. Move up to look at the ceiling. Uh, go out of focus a bit. You know, uh, stop doing that. Like, we, yeah. Like, just look at the calm people. down. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We're, we're not. Cam- if you're doing an interview, right? <laughs> put a camera in the room on a tripod. Yeah, and film and it. walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, let the people talk, and that's it. That's really all we need. I was watching an interview on YouTube with somebody yesterday, and it was the same thing. It kept zooming in, going crooked, wiggling around, flicking to somebody else, and I, I couldn't listen to what the guy was saying. Exactly. I, I was like. I'm just going to have to not watch this and just listen because it's ridiculous. Like, I don't need that. I'm a, what is it? Like, I, I can't concentrate for two seconds. I need something to happen. That's what like, they I can't think. can't just look at that a face. That is what they think. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It has Stop to be it. dynamic. Kinetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and yeah, I don't need it to go black and white and then back in colour and then fuzzy and then... It have filters all yeah, and shit. No, it. no, I agree completely. So yeah, apart from that, it was a decent interview with them both. Funny. David Thompson at Sundance. These are more interviews. In conversation with Todd McCarthy and Paul Giamatti at Sundance. Then there's a featurette called Family, which is really a promotional piece. Yeah. Um, and then the Think You Can Wait music video by The National. It's the song that plays at the end, just the music video to it. So not tons of extras. No commentary. Um, no picture-in-picture. Picture, none of that. But for what it is... Um, it's expensive, i got to say. It is expensive. Oh, is it? $33. That's I, it too was the cheapest, uh, cheapest I could find it, which is a lot for a movie. Um, I was going to say especially for a movie like this, but no, for any movie, actually, $33. Absolutely. Too much, yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless you get ten movies in one box. <laughs> yeah, so not a, not a ton of extras, but the movie is really good, i got to say. So, um, in conclusion? I loved it. Loved? Loved Liked? It. I loved it. I loved it. I think that it is... It's substantial. It felt satisfying. I was into every single person. I didn't want it to end, but I felt like it was paced exactly right. I liked every actor. Yeah, I, I tell you what, like it, it isn't a movie where you think, "Oh, is this going to end soon?" Because uh, it literally ended bef- for me before you were ready. Before I was ready, I, I didn't. I knew the end, but was it feels fun. substantial. You feel like yeah, you've really gone does. on a nice. I mean, it's long. an hour and forty-seven minutes. Right. So it's a reasonably longish movie, you know for. Mm. Well, it's not longish, is it? No. It's not even hitting the two hours mark. So, no. um, but yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Um, I definitely recommend it uh, if you like any of these actors or if you like quality acting because that's what this movie's got. I think I think it does it better than other movies that I've seen like this. Um, so, thanks to Fox for the Blu-ray, and uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com. Next week's Blu-ray. This is weird because we're actually recording this on a Wednesday. And this will go up on on Sunday. And then the next movie will be the Sunday after that. Which <laughs> they don't like, know any of this, though. So no, but, but I feel that feels like 10 days... What's that? Ten, for you, but not for them. Is that 10 days away, something like that? Maybe more than a week. But So not next week. That's Sunday No, after. it is next week for them. For, for them it is, yeah. So basically, us, they don't need... I'm just saying it feels You're breaking the fourth one. So then, anyway, the next one is uh, Scarface, the um, limited edition. I've got to say, before we start... Excellent packaging. <laughs> um, but yeah, Scarface. Uh, and you've got history with Scarface. I have. Me? We've watched it together, me and you. I haven't watched it with you. I bought it on DVD. We have watched I have not watched it with you. Maybe I watched it on my own. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't. I've watched it maybe once or partly once in my whole life. Right. So that'll be an experience for you. <laughs> it will. Just so, like Godfather. I hadn't seen all of them really. Either. No, you had not, had you? So um, we're educating you in the um, mobster-type movies as you go along. So, and they're not your favourite type of movies. No. So we'll, we'll just see. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll love Scarface this time. I won't love it. Um, I will love it for what it is, possibly. Like, if I can put my mind back to when it came out and the impact that a movie like that would have had at the time. But for the content and the testosterone bullshit, violent... We're going to celebrate somebody who wants to be ruthless and shove people in the... I see it differently than you're seeing it. Right. There. So we'll talk about that anyway when it comes around. But I see... The, I mean, I, I get the idea, but um, still, you know. So uh, movie tagline fun for this week. The game where I give you or you give me a movie tagline and we try and guess it. And yeah. I'm the winner so far. You've got Have two. You got any? No. Okay. So maybe you'll get this week's. Um, maybe. 
I have to go over that. So when he says the tagline, if you want to try to guess it, then you need to pause. Because I will probably just guess it like that. No, You might get this one. <laughs> Don't make them easy either. You, I'll, I'll oh, it's not easy. You've seen this movie, though. That's the, my With first... you? No. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. It's 4 a.m. Do you know where your car is? Dude, where's my car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be too simple. It's 4 a.m. Do you know where your car is? Correct. <laughs> But and I have seen it. Yes. It's 4 a.m. Do you know where your car is? I'm, th- I'm thinking you would have got this one. Christine? Nope. Is it a killer car? Nope. <laughs> hmm. Risky business? That's a no. It is from the 80s, though. Okay. Maybe early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. It's probably... No, it's right Is the tagline misleading in any way? Uh, not to me, no. Hmm. I don't know. Repo Man. Oh, right. Very nice. I, thought, I would have thought... I honestly thought that was too easy, that one. I was mm-hmm. thinking you would get that. Thanks, then, for making me sound like an idiot. <laughs> I love it when you do that. Well done. Yeah. Next week, I'll just give you a really easy one. Next, Next time. Next week's my turn. Next time. <laughs> All right, so right, my, so again, trying to make me sound like an idiot. Thank you. Movie recommendations Charming. for this week. I will give you. I'm going to give the uh, Karate Kid as my first movie recommendation. Why? Um, because I had the Karate Kid is not as clever as this movie, obviously. No. But it has this kind of vibe, as does my other one, as does my other um, recommendation, which is The Blind Side, which also has vibes of this movie. I just don't think it's as well done. The blind boys, side, boys using some kind of sport to gain self confidence and, and having a bad ringing up. Okay, okay. The blind side, especially. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, Danielson. I don't know if it was that bad. He's bringing up, but um, the, the blind side. In the eighties, we were led to believe that if a mother was divorced and had a teenage son, that their life was just terrible, right. <laughs> like terrible, yeah. and they've had to move to some other location, and it's a horrible life, and the poor boy is like. But you know, like I'm recommending the blind side here. I'm not. Uh, and uh, the Karate Kid The Blind Side I'm not in love with that movie or anything and I don't actually think it was like an Oscar type worthy movie myself but it has got a lot of similarities with this movie I completely disagree but whatever I think it has (laughs) taking in a kid who's not yours yeah sport um, inspiring you know yeah. Making them feel better and having a home and yeah. being loved. Very similar. I mean, it's... it's That's like superficial. It's executed differently. Yeah, totally. And the reasons for This one's better. Different. Yeah, completely. Yeah, way better. But that, that's my recommendations for this time. And mine are... Because this week... And the only one... Well, nothing has to do with this week, in fact. Um, except for this one. 28 Days Later. Now, 28 Days Later is a zombie movie, as we know, made by one of your favorite directors. The only reason it has to do with this movie is there's a woman in this movie who plays the attorney for the mother, and I thought that woman looks familiar to me. I look her up, I'm looking down the list of movies, and I go, oh yeah, I've seen that. 28 Days. Oh yeah, the zombie movie. And then in a split second, I realized, no, 28 Days is Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, Sandra Bullock drug thing. But then I thought, oh, 28 Days Later, what a cool movie. Therefore, it made it onto the list. (laughs) <laughs> and the other one is 
It's called Flawed, F-L-A-W-E-D. Now, you can't find it on IMDb, but if you go to, what I'm recommending is the PBS POV short movies. Public broadcast system, point of view, short films, is a section on their website. Can you only see that if you're in America? I don't know. Um, I mean, because people who listen are going to be from all over the world. I know, PBS isn't an American exclusive or anything it's just public broadcast television it's a website pbs.org yeah I know but you can't go to the BBC and watch right that's because your people pay for it PBS is just by uh, donations it's not a mandatory thing should yeah but um, if you go on there I was just had the TV on one night and this POV came on the screen and it had short films under and I'm like okay well that's interesting and this animated a a woman drawing these quick awesome cartoon drawings and then watercoloring them in and telling a story over the top of it you know and it's like fast you can see her drawing real fast and it's just the story of how she became how she in her life learned to feel bad about her body through all these different reasons and you know and she falls in love with a plastic surgeon and stuff but it's just lovely and then that was called flawed and then with that one it came in a block of them on the site and another one called no more no more questions and it's like an animated thing interview with a son with a grown man and then his daughter interviewing like the grandma and she's really funny and she's kind of hardcore and it's real sweet and you know I just thought I want everyone to go and watch these short movies and put on there that you like them and I don't know it's just really so they have nothing to do with this movie absolutely nothing it's just to do with the fact that I was watching them this week so uh that's our recommendations for this week. Games and A Scully stuff, and like I said earlier about the timing of this podcast, we literally just did a podcast two days ago. So I haven't played any games in between. I have. I've played I said we played Bioshock 2, but I have talked about that a lot. So uh, the only two things I've got on my list is I managed to pick up a, a Hewlett Packard HP touchpad. Um if you've been following the tech news, you'll realize that HP have dropped their tablet division. And this HP touchpad, which came out actually three weeks ago, is a uh, defunct product already, which I think is probably the quickest product to go from market to off-market, really. Um, it's not a bad product. It's a good product. It's a tablet... What do you call it? It's not a tablet PC. It's, a, it's an iPad competitor. So it's literally an iPad. Just a tablet. It's an iPad if you know what an iPad is, it's one of those, but not by Apple, right? It's a tablet. That's what an iPad is. It's a tablet. Yes. But there's That's two different is. categories. There's tablet PC, which is actually like a laptop that the screen folds back. All oh, right. And then there's the... It is a tablet, but it's... I guess it's... A, it's a tablet PC. They both are. iPad's just a clever name for it, because it's yeah. like a touchpad. So anyway, <laughs> HP made one, and because it, they, they've dropped that side of the business, they fire-sailed them all out. For ninety nine dollars, um, but did you get one for ninety nine? I got one for one twenty nine, which is not much over what the guy paid for it, right? I don't well, it was one thirty nine because I had to pay ten dollars shipping, but um, it's, I think it's a pretty good deal to be honest. So what it is? Well, I've not got it yet. It'll come tomorrow, but we'll, I'll tell you more about then it. Then you have next week. You can talk. Yeah, about. and the second thing is if you well by now because you're listening to this a few days later. If you've got a Nintendo 3DS and you bought one before the cutoff date, you can download your 10 free games from Nintendo. Um, 10 or 20? 
You get twenty free games. Just let me play the fun. Let me play the Nintendo download. This is the music. Don't you play get. too loud. Open their ear. It won't be loud, but this is the music you get while you download it. Hold on. I just wanted to play this because you, while you're downloading the games, you get this lovely music and a, a certificate. I like it. Nintendo always have awesome music. In their e-store, there's this music that makes you want to buy things. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> so anyway... Um, like in a mall. Yeah, so you can uh, get your 10 free games. The 10 free... 10 or 20. You get 20. You okay. get 10 now <laughs> and 10 before the end of the okay. year. So okay. they're rolling them out slowly. Um, but you get your first 10 today, so you actually get 10. They're Nintendo Entertainment System titles, so... They're not Super Nintendo games, they're Nintendo Entertainment System games from the 80s. So don't expect wham-bam 3D graphics, they're old school. But there's some good titles, it's, um, I have to name the titles. That's why I got, that's why I, that's why I had my Nintendo 3DS out. Let's get all the noises on camera. On, on camera? <laughs> so the titles you will get for free are Nintendo Entertainment System Open Tournament Golf. You will get Super Mario Brothers, a classic if ever there was one. You will get Ice Climber, a game I have never played. I'm not even sure what it is. There's no list on there. You have to keep going to the next one. You will get Wrecking Crew. No, there isn't. <laughs> I've never played Wrecking Crew either, so there's at least two that I've never played. There is Balloon Fight. Sounds fun. There is Yoshi, which is, we all know Yoshi. He's one of Mario's um, characters. There's Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, which is a bit of a high-profile, super-duper title. Um, Donkey Kong Jr. We all know Donkey Kong Jr. It's an awesome game. It actually is a good one. Um, the Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda. Pretty awesome. And, finally, Metroid. It's pretty decent. Yeah. In fact, I know at least four of them are the best Nintendo Entertainment System games there are. So and when you say Nintendo Entertainment System, you're talking NES. In, yeah, the in NES. So they're not giving you shitty games for free. They're actually giving you the, the best there are on that system. Um, so go and the pick them up. The games that started it all, basically. Really, and Super Mario Brothers. Who can't have fun playing that? Even the old version's fun. So, um, yeah, pick them up. They're free if you bought a Nintendo 3DS before the price drop. So it's before, like, two weeks ago. If you bought one at the beginning of this year, you're definitely set... So, um, yeah, you can download them now. So, what have you got, and what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Today, because later I'll probably be leaving. I don't know when. Mostly, Most likely when the evening starts to hit, so it won't be so hot. So, I'll be making, maybe just for you. I'm not sure yet, because I'm not totally hungry. But veggie burger, vegetables, french fries, you know. I'm actually, Although I'm getting kind of hungry. I'm actually I think about it. quite hungry already. Yeah. All right, then I'll but we have been up since 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so it is like evening time for us now. <laughs> yes, and what else do I have? Uh, making banners. I made another banner for someone's uh, birthday at work. Because my ex-supervisor... Well, he's still a supervisor, but he went to another shift. And then I became supervisor of my shift. And he's like this... You describe him. From what you know, it's hard to describe. He's an old guy with a mustache. He's 60. 60 years old. Big mustache. Really this gr- is the main... Kind of grumpy. Kind of grumpy. Um, he retired from the Navy after 20 years. Stuck in years. his ways. Very stuck in his ways. <laughs> kind of raspy and rough, and yet 
I've known him now for 12 years. And I think, uh, I don't know if he's lovable. <laughs> I'm sure he is by his daughters and his wife. But I love him. Um, he's like the closest thing, in a weird way, to a father figure that I have had for the last 10 years. Or, you know, I have a father. He's not dead or anything, but absent from my life completely. Well, pretty much completely. And then this guy is like... You know, if I, when I was buying a house or when I was going to buy a car or whatever things, then that's just like you discuss it with him briefly and he'll give you his opinion. I say, I need to cut a tree down in my yard. And he'll say, oh, you don't, be sure you do this and don't do that. And here's a number for a guy. And, you know, that sort of interaction that I don't have from any other men. I mean, I have an older brother and can ask him stuff about he's a real estate agent and things like that. And I have you and I can say how do you fix my computer or how do you deal with this issue. But as a fathery figure... And it's not sentimental. It's just those sort of fundamental things, you know? And so, like, things like when you and I got married, I show up at work kind of like the night before we were going to take off and go get married. And he, of course, had told his wife. And she baked a cake and oh, they yeah. gave me a little thing. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm not on that shift anymore. And I'm going out of town. But the other lady on his shift asked me, because I made banners for other people. By banners, I mean a big, long piece of paper. Eight feet long two or three feet high, and I hand draw, whatever, words, happy birthday, you. For hers, I made like a, I had like a baseball jersey and her 50 for her birthday, and then the font that they use for the Louis, St. Louis Cardinals as her happy birthday, you know, stuff like that. Because she likes the St. Louis Cardinals, he likes, he was in the Navy, and he has this coffee cup that is notoriously disgusting. Like, I can't even describe to you because we bleach. You can't. You've described it. Yeah, we bleach our tea mugs every month or so because they get start getting tea stains inside. Now his coffee cup, in the ten years I've been there, has never been washed, has never been rinsed. He drinks black coffee all day long. Apparently, some is it metal this cup? No, it's ceramic, oh. and it's just like this inside is like this black cave of nastiness. So I draw kind of a caricature of him, not great or anything, because I don't draw people very well. And then this great big coffee mug with sixty on it, and then like worms and bugs coming out of it. And I just love making that kind of stuff. It's so fun, and I've got a couple more to make in the future for some people at work. And and he will appreciate And it. I won't be there, and I won't see it up you'll or see, anything. You'll see some photographs, right? I will. I took pictures of it myself, but yeah, I'll probably see. I don't know, though. They're not supposed to take pictures in there, so we'll see. if I don't care, as long as if somebody says that he got like a chuckle out of it. Now, he's the type of person who, because he doesn't like attention on him, he doesn't like any of that, he might, he could to potentially walk in and see it and just take it down. Because that's the way he is. He'd be like, ah, I don't want don't don't be doing that kind of shit. I don't, you know, that I don't think he will. He'll no. see that some effort went in. Oh, yeah, definitely. He'll know you did it as well. And so my lesson for that is, like, if you have the opportunity to enhance somebody's event or birthday by making something or doing something like that, take a little time and do it because it'll be nice uh, memory. I enjoy it thoroughly. Anything else? Meaning of life? Love is complicated. Why? I don't know why. It just mean? is. What's that? What's better than that? <laughs> Nothing. It just is. That's it. Yeah, take what you is can get from, from that. Is that from playing The Sims? <laughs> no! <laughs> You'll have a new game to play. The Sims Pirates. Or medieval Pirates and something. Pirates awesome. and Noblemen. Awesome. It's an expansion pack for The Sims, which you will get today. I will like it. You'll talk about that next time. So, uh, maybe. Sure. So, uh, if th- I remember. Is that your lot? 
That's my lot. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidtalk.com, twitter.com. That's not our website, by the way. We don't own twitter.com. <laughs> um, ca- you can catch us on twitter.com, facebook.com. Oh my God, I'm so hot. You can catch us on Xbox Live, YouTube, Zoom Marketplace is the place to go for this podcast, or the iTunes Music Store if you're that way inclined. You can also <laughs> you can also go if to you a- play for that team aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. You can subscribe. You can use Google Reader, whatever. Email feedback to me at Don't email Sita because she's not here. And stay classy, Mr. Paul Giamatti, because you are a very classy geezer. Charming, and I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, somebody will do it for you.